Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Outlet Podcast. This is Connor. And this is Paisley. Hello, Paisley. How are you doing? I'm kind of tired. You're always tired because you go to bed late. Well, anyways, I'm going to jump right into it and give some life updates. Um, Currently, we are 12th in our league. So we jumped up like, you know, two spots. Oh, it's only two spots. I thought it was like three or four. Two spots. (laughs) Anyways, we jumped up two spots and we've been on our longest winning streak so far. Oh, really? Two games? I think two games. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And when's your game this week? My game this week is in Yenna, and that is four hours away, and it is Saturday. Oh, mine is on Sunday. I know. I'm, I might come with my teammate Cosmo. Oh, yeah, you said that. Um, my first life update for this week is I've been reading a lot, and I finished the book Verity by Colleen Hoover. Crazy. Like, I know so many of you guys have probably read it. Cause crazy that you're reading or crazy that... Both. Are we kidding? The book was crazy. The book was really, really crazy, and it was good. I I enjoyed it, but it also did freak me out a little bit. But then I've started It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, and I'm literally like three chapters, two chapters away from being finished with that. Um, I don't think it's as good as Verity, but, I mean, it's whatever. It's kind of sad. What, you like the creepy, messed up stuff more than the sad things? Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just reading. I'm just reading, okay? At least I'm reading. Yeah, that is true. <clears throat> both of us at night before we go to bed, we'll both have like a book or something. We'll both be reading and then we'll just look over and be like, oh, you ready for bed? Yeah. Yeah. It's Connor's dream. Like he's so happy that I'm reading right now. It's better than TikTok. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, okay. My... Next life update is my license expired, so I cannot drive in Germany, so I am full-time bike now. You've always been full-time bike. I know, but it's for positively sure, full-time bike, no hope, no anything, just full-time bike now. Well, Connor and I literally, in maybe like two and a half months, will be leaving Germany. But I've like been here be for over. a long time, and they're just barely finishing all this up. <laughs> and yeah, I so I'm not even mad about it anymore. It's just you know, it's rain, snow, whatever. I'm on my bike. Well, and speaking of that, this kind of leads the fact that we've been here for so long, and like things haven't gotten all the way completed and done. Um, this leads into my second life update. I finally got everything figured out with my bank. Hopefully, hopefully I did, but um, we're like six months in and I just finally got everything figured out with my bank account. I haven't even been able to use the money I've been making over here. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> finally figured that out. Yeah, that's that's wild also, because that so was a long time ago, too. Like things over here in Germany, like. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I know how things work in America, but I can go get my stuff done as soon as I need it done. And it's done like either in a couple hours or a couple days. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I can fix the Wi-Fi. We had the whole Wi-Fi problem. I would be able to fix the Wi-Fi immediately, like within an hour that I needed it fixed. I would be able to like go get Connor's license renewed. Do you know what I mean? But no, things don't work like that over here. Which is frustrating. That's probably one of the most frustrating things about being over here. There's obviously a lot of great things that I love, but like that's something I could point out by being so like when things need to get done, no. It's gonna be a couple weeks before they're done or a couple months. Yeah, that is true. Um, another life update is I started like a mastermind group. And so that's from Think and Grow Rich. It's just like you get a, gr- a group of people and you just talk about um, your goals and your endeavors. And we had a meeting, um, this last, this week and it was really good. Someone, uh, gave a presentation about a flow state and compound interest. And so I think it's going to be just like a little fun group. It's just something just like 
to share ideas with and what you're reading, what you're doing. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah. All of a sudden he jumped on a Zoom call with like all these people that I didn't know, but then also some people I didn't know that just some of Connor's friends. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I didn't know. I didn't know, know a handful of them either. So yeah, well, it was cool. I'm proud he's doing it. I'm happy he's doing it. My last life update is my acne has been flaring up lately. Wow, what an update. I'm just trying to keep it real with my people. Like, I don't know why. I just, seriously, guys, I think I said this in a couple episodes back, but it's literally my flop era. I'm really, I'm so excited to, like, get back to America, get my hair done, like, be in an atmosphere or in a location that, like, my skin reacts well to. And just, man, I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I'm just, I just feel not as confident. Well, actually, I still feel confident. I just don't feel like I look as good as I used to, which is sad. Yeah, that is sad. Um, I think you've just, uh, you're in your mind too much. I think you look good. That's all I'm trying to say. Mm. Well, thank you. My roots have just grown out and it bugs me. Yeah, it doesn't bug me. I, I think know, it's all good. But you're a guy. Yeah, I have good taste. Yeah, that's true. I would you know. You did marry me. <laughs> yeah. Should we get into the... Wait, do you have one more life update? No. No, I don't. Okay, should we get into the episode? Yeah, let's get into the episode. Okay, this episode is all about like the coaches we've had in um our life that we that have just like made huge impacts on us and just really kind of made us into at least for me made me into the person I am and helped me become the person I am um so this is dedicated to all our coaches I'm excited about this me too should I start or should you start well how should we do this I think you should go and talk about your first coach that came to your mind as we talked about this topic and then just say what you want to say and then see if we can add on to it. Okay. Well, so the coach that even got me into basketball in the first place, like before that I had danced, done gymnastics, whatever. The first coach I ever, that ever got me into basketball, her name was Mrs. Joseph Hydas. And it was literally, I think in like fourth grade, third grade. And the reason why she like, the season had already started, but the reason why she had invited me on and asked my mom if I wanted to was because they had a girl got hurt and my brother was at basketball practice during the same time as their practice at the elementary school. And she's like, why doesn't Paisley just join our team? I mean, she comes to the gym all the time already. What? Why were you coming to the gym all the time already? Because I was chasing a boy because a boy was practicing that I liked in my grade at the same which, time. Which Paisley never told me it was her dad driving past the gym they used to practice really? at or something and and your dad's like you know what you know how paisley got into basketball and i'm like i have no clue she's never told me she's like she would always show up to her brother's practice because she liked a boy and i'm like oh i liked this okay. boy the whole my whole elementary school years her whole life even right now no no once seventh grade hit i was like oh never mind just because there are more people to choose from, but he definitely was like the eligible bachelor at my elementary school for me. Um, but yeah, that's how I got started with basketball. So I really appreciate her because like if it weren't for her, I honestly don't know when I would have joined basketball or even if I would have. So I really appreciate her. Like obviously I was not good. I would like miss lands. I remember doing layup lines, but and like missing all of them because I didn't know how to play basketball. But she just took a chance on me and let me be a part of her team. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I actually have a funny story kind of um, related to that. And it doesn't really have to do with my coaches, but with my dad. So I was at uh, my sister's practice. And there was this new family that moved in. And there's this kid just shooting around and playing around. And as my dad would always do it, he'd be like, hey, go play that kid one-on-one. Or go play that kid one-on-one. Play every one-on-one. Just go go compete and do whatever. And 
I'm like, I'm like, I, I think this time I was like, no, I'm getting ready for practice this time. Like I didn't, for some reason I didn't. And I usually, usually did. But anyways, the kid was like shooting. He was doing like, you could see that he was like a pretty good athlete, that he had a good shot and whatever. Anyways, long story short, uh, my dad talked to him and we got him on our team. So he had kind of like, he just moved in, didn't know what to play. Then he like jumped on our team, started to play and he was really good. He was my teammate in high school, Stefan Gonzalez. He went on to play at St. Mary's and then UC Davis and. Oh, I didn't know that he went to St. Mary's first. Yeah. And cool. And he, yeah, he was a really, really, really good player. Really good shooter. Really good shooter. Consistent all the time. And I don't know. I just thought that was funny that your coach just like went went and got you or the first coach and my dad you know this reminded me of this uh one of my teammates and you know we just yeah, played together awesome. all growing up and we didn't we didn't lose too many games me and that kid let's just say that the only game we lost was state <laughs> <laughs> which sucks yeah but you've also won state with him so no you didn't no he graduated he graduated yeah oh man that's the that was that's I think that's one game my junior year when we lost the state championship game is the one that haunts me the most still that I think about. Oh. We like literally lost like one game the entire season. We didn't have a close game pretty much all year and then all of a sudden we lose an overtime. <gasps> oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah, it, it was a uh, it was a tough one. It was a tough uh, pill to swallow. Are you over it now? No, I still think about it. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Okay, well, do you want to talk about a coach? Or how do you want to do this? Because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have like I'll, five coaches, six coaches. That well, I, I didn't know you were going to go all the way all the way back, back I'm just, that far. I'm just picking out coaches that have like impacted my life. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start. So on that team, I had a coach named Ron Levitt and Vance Nilsson. And Ron was pretty much the one that gave me my basketball IQ at a very young age and made me think of the game more. He was very intense. He was a big Duke Coach K fan. And so he loved coaching. He loved um, he loved the game. He loved studying the game. He understood the game. And I remember uh, a couple games and things that we would do is um, one of them was one practice. He put like a desk in the middle of the floor and we did trust falls with our team. And pretty much what he was te- like teaching us is like, you got to trust your teammate that they'll do their job. Like <laughs> That's you, a and, lot of and, trust. And, in, yeah, and a lot of trust. And in and, and his team. And he would just do these like little games that I remember. And like, there's this like, uh, you know, jawbreakers, those big balls. That yes. you suck. He would oh like, gosh. he would do a game with that too. I forgot exactly what it was. But like, if you win, you take home the jawbreaker. Um, I bet all it. your and parents he, like, were so happy about that. <laughs> They didn't care. I remember getting one of those and like really trying to lick all the way like through the whole thing. Man, my tongue, one, hurt so bad. And two, like I think only got like two third, no, one third of the way through it. Yeah, those are the things things you just like lick on and then you put it into like a plastic Plastic wrap and then just let it sit there. And then you're like, (laughs) I want to lick on it again, like a little dog toy or something. Yeah. But anyways, he, he was so good, like teaching me the game and he was he was a very good coach and one thing that I, I remember um as a coach he would be like Connor you can score on this kid and then he would talk to the other kid don't let Connor score on you are you serious and he would like motivate both sides and he didn't pick favorites he just wanted like to push people to be the best they could and perform the best they could and he was he was uh guess what he was uh Taysom Hills uh coach i mean he coached Taysom hill in basketball too like he coached uh some athletes and i think he did a very very good job and his kids were very good basketball players too and i'll be forever thankful for that i love i love when coaches like also teach outside of the sport because you have a lot of impressionable kids young athletes that these like parents and these coaches are working with and if you can, like, see that, like, this life is so much more than the sport you play and you can teach these kids, like, some great life lessons, I love that. Like, I think that is so awesome. And one thing that I really liked about, you know, Vance and, and Ron 
where they were coaching for us to get better, not exactly to win. Obviously, mm-hmm. they wanted to win, but they wanted us to be like, hey, this is how you attack a 1-3-1. This is how you attack a 2-3. Mm-hmm. This is this is what you do when you get a rebound. This is, And they were more worried about us like, hey, when you get to the next level or playing high school basketball, like you need to be prepared for all these things. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they were worried about. And, you know, I feel like in today's, you know, kind of different AAU circuit and different things, we don't have coaches like that. No. so I love that. I think that's awesome. So super thankful. So then he moved away and then Vance took over. Sorry, I'm taking a long time. But Vance took over and he just picked up right where Ron left off. And um, he played a little bit more five on five. And he just let us play and he would play and. He would be like a, a little a little juddy. He would be in the court playing with us and stopping and talking and <laughs> then would play more. And and we won a lot of games also with him. So it was good. Well, my mom was my volleyball coach pretty much third grade to sixth grade. And like she, she loves volleyball. So my dad like grew up playing basketball. My mom grew up playing volleyball. And those were also the two sports I played along with a few others like mixed in, but those were the two sports I played like my whole childhood growing up until um, my senior year when obviously I graduated and went to college and just played basketball. But my mom was like also my volleyball coach and she was just so much fun. Like I remember being in the elementary and she's just going through practice and like she just knows how to like demand a room in a very fun way. And so I just always appreciated her that she was able to, like, make practices fun. But she also taught us all, like, so much. And she she's practiced, or not practiced, coached on and off of, like, the other young girls, like, now, even now. So I don't know if she was doing it this year or last year, but she's done it before. And then Dan Oda, so he started in fifth grade. Great dude. Yeah. I always say that. Great dude. Like Dan Oda is my AAU coach. That's what I know him as. But he was also my select team coach, like the feeder team into the high school coach for a couple years. Like I think fifth and sixth grade and maybe seventh grade, he was my AAU or my select team coach. And like this guy, I've I've talked about him before, but he like is going to be a part of my family forever. Like him and my dad are super close. He's just close with my family. Everybody knows him, but he it pretty much introduced me to like basketball IQ. I had none. He would sit down and watch film with me and try to explain it to me and all this stuff. I never really caught on very well, but he tried and he was always like wanting to work with me. He's just a coach through and through. And he's the one that kind of like was with me. He's He's been with me like my whole basketball career. So um, like I have so much respect and love for him and he like made it to Connor and I's wedding. Like he made sure to come to Connor and I's wedding. And that just means a lot because it was kind of during COVID and like travel was hard and made just- it, made it to our wedding, presented us with a wonderful gift. And also he made it to Paisley's NCAA tournament, WCC tournament, he, and a bunch of her games also. Yeah, he's he's just there. He, he's always there, like, when you, not, like, least expect, but when you, like, don't really think, like, oh, like, I know he's busy. Like, he doesn't need to come. Or, oh, I know this trip is kind of far away. I know he doesn't need to come. But he always shows up. He always finds a way. He got his friends um in his in the business he's working at to like love BYU basketball and love me and cheer for me so like he's he's like he he's pretty much we always call him like our uncle like he made so much many sacrifices for me and um my other two AU teammates that like have been there since the beginning with him Sarah Payne and Riley Walsh the three of us he's made so many sacrifices for he's never had kids and I feel like not that he thinks we're his kids or like maybe we're just his, he's our uncle and we're his nieces, but like he's taking care of us so much. He would drive us from um, like Everett and Muckleteo. He would drive us twice a week to Tacoma to go be with our other teammates up in Tacoma while 
we were in high school and go practice and then Dude, drive us uh, back uh, home. Hey, hey, hey. Tell him how far the drive is. The drive is longer than an hour and a half. And he would take that time out of his day, the gas money, and then he'd take us out to eat to teriyaki after or before every single time. And I and we found us girls the way found, to Paisley's heart. Take her out <laughs> to eat. That's how I got her. <laughs> well, and we found out like us girl. So the girls came and saw me, um, and we're here for one of my games this last season. And Dan came, and it was kind of like a little Northside Swarm. That's our AU club um, reunion, and it was so much fun. And us girls were talking, and we're like, uh, I think Riley said like, yeah, guys, like he was he didn't have a lot of money. But he'd still, like, get us all food and teriyaki and smoothies and just, like, took care of us and loved us. And, like, I don't know. He's just he's just so selfless and wanted the best for us and wanted to enjoy it. Like, I love Dan so much and I really appreciate him. That's a long rant about him, but, yeah. So he was the IQ coach? He tried to help me start my IQ, yeah. Hmm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Wow. I just said, hmm, you could take it either way you want. Um Yeah, I like I like Dan a lot. He uh he always has a smile on his face, he's always laughing and giggling and I mean talking can talk to anyone. Yeah. So and yeah, good dude. We like him a lot. Um my next coach is probably one of my favorite coaches of all time. And that was actually my high school football coach, Gino Mariani. So Gino, like, this man is a genius when it comes to to football. He was actually, um, I don't know, obviously people are not going to know this, but the Cutters, he was a product of the Cutters, and the Cutters are like, they work on the NFL, their offensive coordinators in the NFL. So he took their scheme and what they did, and then he implemented it in the high school level. So this is pro level, college level type of like offensive plays and a culture and a tradition that he created at Highland football was absolutely amazing. And like you got like you got a lot of big names and big products coming out of Pocatello, like Pocatello, Idaho, because <laughs> of this dude. Which is just absolutely amazing. But one thing that he would always say um, that I remember to this day is like, pay attention to the details. Pay attention to the details. And I'm like, okay, pay attention to the details. Like, like, okay, what do you mean by that? And this is when um, I started to pick up on certain like tendencies like people would do, not only in football, but in basketball. Like, pay attention to the details. And so just like, okay, so like when I'm watching a game, it's not I'm watching a game like, oh, like going back and forth, who's putting the ball in the hoop. It's more of like I'm watching a game of like, okay, this guy's going left. He can only shoot going left. When he goes right, he likes going all the way to the basket right hand. When he gets to the basket, he likes to pump fake and then lay it in. This dude just likes to jump up and over you and and lay it in. Or this dude doesn't do very well off the ball and just like, Pay attention to the details. And so that always stuck with me. And then in football, I can't believe the learning curve I had from my sophomore year all the way to my senior year of learning how to play the game of football and like the offensive schemes of things, Um, which a lot of people will understand. But like when it's man, when it's cover two, when it's cover three, how do you how do you know what plays beat it? What routes were the soft spots? Like when are crossing routes good? When it's man, when it's zone, you have to find soft spots in the zone. If it's man, then you run to win. And it it was just it was just wonderful. And the game became more of like a chess match to me than anything else. And I did play quarterback my senior year for half the year. And I was a really good quarterback until my best wide receiver got hurt, <laughs> Trey Gwynn. And then I became not a very good quarterback after that. And <laughs> then they put me back to, to wide receiver. Because <laughs> they're like, because, well, what happened was, like, we were banged up in the wide receiver spot and teams were blitzing us. And Gino came to me and he's like, you know, if you want to play quarterback, we won't move you. And I'm like, Gino, I don't care. Like, I don't care if you play me at wide receiver quarterback. He's like, okay, I didn't want to step on any toes. Like, this is the kind of dude he was. 
And also, um, he was such a good coach that there's one time in basketball, I came to him like, Hey, like, how can I get a certain thing done? And he gave me advice. It's just like, always make sure that they feel like it's their own idea. When talking <laughs> that to other people, the decision, yeah, yeah, that they're they feel like it's their own idea. They're making the decision, and so I did that, and it worked. Just an absolutely, and he's a legend at Pocatello. I'll finish up with this because talking about like good people, he is a school teacher, and there's you know kids go through ups and downs their entire life. There's multiple times he took care of kids that their parents weren't taking care. Mm-hmm. Of, of the kid like he would bring them in and take care of them so not only was he like a good football coach like he was a good person mm-hmm. and taking care like he took care of i would say 20 plus kids easily wow from obviously from when i was around like taking care of them in, in ways that parents couldn't because it was much more than football yeah and and like it like people love him like even outside of football like his class he has a sci-fi class that's cool <laughs> and like people would just want to be in that class be- just because of gino yeah so that's how like great person i love that teacher of the game didn't didn't treat anyone um unfairly he was very very loyal and he respected people that showed up and worked hard and because of that, I think he built a winning culture and he was, he's a winning coach. Is he still coaching at Highland? Uh, no. Had like, I think they had like a little fallout at Highland. Um, and sadly the way he went out was not the best, but that's okay. Like, anyway, we don't have he's to a talk legend. about that. Yeah. I've spoken enough. <laughs> no, I wasn't meaning that. Um, so there are only a few this is I don't know how to word this right, but there's like a handful of women in this world that I really look up to and that like I tried to like I try to make mimic myself after them with some of their qualities and this woman, one of my coaches, her name's Deidre Duchesne. So she was also one of my AU coaches and she is when I think of her, I just think like of a boss like of an icon of someone that paves her own way she's to me in my eyes she's just so amazing and so powerful and like I want so many qualities she has and to be able to be the mom she is to be able to be the businesswoman the boss the leader that she is she's just she was so much fun she is so much fun she's still a, a big part of my life but she's She's just, she made AAU so much fun because, um, she had decided, like she told Dan, she's like, Hey, we need to get these girls like out of the hotel and into a big house. So when we would go on these tournaments, we'd be in Georgia, we'd be in Tennessee, we'd be in, I don't know where else, like we'd just be at all these big tournaments and we'd be staying in these big houses instead of in a hotel. And it was so much fun. She'd make us breakfast in the mornings and, so she owns, she owned her own CrossFit gym and she'd have us do CrossFit workouts. Like, she, yeah, this woman is no joke. Like, and so I, I just appreciate her so much. She played overseas at the age of 16. She started playing overseas at 16 and like all the stories she'd tell us, just her Casey, path in basketball. What? Think about you playing overseas at the age of 16. No, I, I couldn't. <laughs> like, she's just so amazing. Like, what she accomplished in her life, what she's still accomplishing, I'm just so amazed. And I appreciate her so much. Um, Like, she, one thing that she helped us girls know, or me specifically, is, like, she showed that us as female athletes, like, deserve so much. And just as individuals, like, we deserve so much. We're working so hard. We um, we deserve the recognition. We deserve the things that come with being an athlete. Like, she never let us feel, like, any type of way besides empowered. And I loved that. And 
she one summer when I came back for college, she let me work for her because she was taking kids through training and she let me work for her for that summer. And I really appreciate that. And like, I just know if I ever need advice, like she's one person I can go to and always get solid advice that will help me. And so I don't know. I just, I just love her a lot and I appreciate her a lot. And like, yeah, she's just great. I love that. That's great. Yeah. And I, I don't, I haven't had many female coaches Mm -hmm. and I, I like really, really appreciate her as a female coach in this industry. That has a lot of confidence and that's been through a process, the process. A lot of confidence. No, like she does not do any apologies. Like she is who she is. Well, I don't know if no apologies is ever a good thing. Well, I'm not, you, you're not understanding what <laughs> I'm I mean. I'm just joking. No, do you know what I mean though? Yes. Like she doesn't, she, she doesn't apologize for who she is. And I love that. Take a joke, take a joke. Well, I just want, I just didn't know if you understood or not. It's not like I'm mad at you. Okay, mm. I'll go on to my next one. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Okay, go on to your next one. Okay, so then my high school basketball coach, Coach Hill, he, I really appreciate him because he gave me a chance as a freshman and put me on varsity. And like, I thought I should be on varsity as a freshman, but then you never know because you're not the one making the decision. But he put me and my other teammate, Sam Facken, on freshman, on varsity as freshmen, which I don't think it happened in a long time at, Gla- oh, I don't think it ever happened at Glacier Peak, honestly. Um, but like, we were so excited. We were so happy. And I just really appreciate that. And I didn't play a lot that year. Um, but I will say I learned a lot. I learned how to be, I was already a team player, but I really learned how to be a team player that year and how to cheer on my teammates and be excited for their success. And I remember one game in specific that we had Like, we had had a hard week. There was some, like, drama, not, like, within our team, but drama with one of the girls um, where she kind of got in trouble. And she had just been able to come back and play this next game. And we played, I'm pretty sure, Linwood. I can't remember who we played, but I remember it was a tough game. We We were at the Linwood Stadium at their high school, so I'm sure it was Linwood. But we beat them. And I just immediately, like, we're all running onto the court, hugging each other and being excited that we just won. And I'm, like, crying my eyes out because I'm so happy and just, like, I've never done that before. Like, but I was so happy. I was so excited. Like, um, one of my teammates, Nat Rasmussen, she was, like, laughing. She's like, Paisley's crying. Like, look at her. She's so happy. She's so excited. Like, we did it. We did it. So, yeah, I just... I have great fond memories of high school basketball and he just, he really rode with me and um, it was fun. High school basketball is fun. So I really appreciate Hill and giving me the opportunity like to be on varsity as a freshman and just continue to grow as a player through high school. That's, I like, I like that. Uh, I like that look because I could say the same thing about my high school coach, coach Frost. Um, he took a he took like the chance on me and he played he put me up as a freshman up on varsity and I didn't start I started a couple games I even started a couple games but he played me um like quite often and that team um that team that we had my freshman year were a bunch of seniors that actually like this doesn't happen very often um their only thing they did was play basketball Mm. and they were on the Idaho select traveling team. So like they're not playing against bad competition in Idaho or just sticking around Pocatello or anything. Like they actually traveled to Washington, California. And so like it was a solid team. Mm -hmm. And again, we lost in the semifinals. Like we were up by like six points to go to the state championship and we blew a lead with the last three minutes. A lot of sad things happened in state for me anyways. um, But Frost, he took the chance on me. He played me. He kind of like, nurtured me into the situation like the next year and his his biggest thing was um a thing that I learned from him was like scouting was a big thing I don't he was a football coach at heart he was a linebackers coach 
Mm-hmm. And like being a scout on defense and football, like it's very important. But he brought it over to the basketball and he would like, and that's why like I never had problems with scout like in, in college or now or anything like that. And I get things pretty quickly is because, because of him. And so I'm super thankful for that. Like he was more of a stern, strict, he was, I would say he was more like an old fashioned basketball coach. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing that helped me was he was defensive minded and you when you get to the next level, if you can't play defense, you don't play at all. Like you can be like really good at offense, but if you're really bad at defense, a lot of coaches will be like, You ain't playing in college. And so that's like that was the problem with a bunch of Idaho kids at that time was they were good offensively, but defensively they just didn't have the hard, didn't have the the drive because defense is more of like a mentality than it is yeah. than anything else. And, you know, that's that's what he did. He wanted he focused a lot on defense and um, offense came eventually over time. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was good. Let me finish up with uh, my last one. OK, um, my last one. I won't take very long because I've been talking for a while. But my last one is my, <laughs> you can take as much. No, 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 no. I just. We'll talk about something else a little later. But my last one is Mark Matson, my UVU basketball coach. Everyone probably knows that he played at the Lakers with Kobe. With Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Go and Shaq. The, and then he played with the, the big ticket, Kevin Garnett, with the Timberwolves. And <laughs> one thing that I just like will be like super grateful for was he took me when I was in a situation where I was like very broken, didn't know if like I was ever going to play basketball again. Didn't even know if I could play basketball, didn't know if I could even dribble a basketball, shoot a basketball, make a basketball, get past someone, just all the fundamentals of basketball. Didn't know if I could do it. I'm like, I don't even know if I can play, let alone at, like against some high school seniors right now. But he took me in, um, he was a straight shooter. He's very honest. He knew everyone's name in the facility. In the facility, yeah. he knew he, everyone's name. Yep. The janitors, everyone. Yep. He knew, and he always said, hello, how's your family doing? He knew some of the family members. Um, he cared. He was thoughtful. He would take time to be with his family. Good example. And what you what you hear about Mark Maxson, like him being kind, being pure, what Shaq would say, um, it's true. It's exactly who he is. It's exactly who he, who he is. What you see is what you get. And one thing I'm also super thankful for is I became pretty close to his parents. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and he was a very successful man himself, Dwayne. And he gave me um, some some pointers in life and some some things that would help me in my own life. And super thankful for that. So long story short, great coach, loved the offense he, he ran. He uh, whipped my, my butt into shape. He pushed me. Mm. <coughs> you good? So I'm going to end right there because I feel like something's in my throat. Okay. <laughs> Connor looks like he's crying, but I think he's just dying from something in his throat. Anyway. Um, I just have a few more coaches that I want to like highlight that have helped shape me. But um, Chris Pratt, he was my volleyball coach my junior and senior year in high school. Um, he put me on varsity and, for those two years. And I was the only one on my team that didn't play club volleyball. So everyone else was like playing volleyball pretty much full time. They, they were on another team outside of the high school. And like they all had these great skills. But with Chris, like, he was able to mold me into the player that, like, he, I didn't have any pre-existing, like, um, like, bad habits. Not saying the other girls did, but, like, I was, like, as a young child, like, he could do what he wanted with my skill and be able to, like, I'd be able to, like, work on it to try and get better. And so, um... Like, he taught me how to, like, tip the ball. Because I played middle. Don't tell me why I played middle. I'm 5'9", and I can jump a little bit. But for some reason, I played middle. 
Um, it was so fun. And then a little later I played right side, but he taught me how to like tip the ball right over the middle block and down her like back pocket. And I loved using that, um, skill. And I don't know, he, he was a very tough coach, which I think I could handle because I also played basketball and there's a lot of tough coaches, not tough. Like, I mean, tough as in they want the best out of you. So they're going to be tough on you. It's not always going to be like rah, rah, yay, good job. Like he's going to really push us. And I responded really well to him. And I don't know, I just really appreciated how he was able to just help me grow volleyball wise. Um, and I just had so much fun. Like I liked practices more than I liked games with him, which is kind of funny, but like I just practice. Yes. We're talking about practice, not the game. Practice. That's crazy. I literally love practice so much. So yeah, he's another like coach that I really enjoyed and loved being coached by. And I mean, his girls were so much fun and I don't know. He he has such a fun family. He has a volleyball family, and it was kind of just fun to be around him and his family. And then, obviously, Coach Judkins, my college coach, he, like, I owe so much to him. Like, being with him for five years and being coached by him for five years is, it's going to be such a big blessing, like, throughout my whole life that I'm going to look back on because I had so much fun being coached underneath him. I loved going to practice every single day. Like he made practices fun because we played like basketball all the time. He taught me so much, like how I was able to really excel. Like I had a lot of natural talent, like athleticism, um, like being able to be really flexible and not get hurt, like all these different things. Like I had a lot of natural talent, but he really, really helped me like with my basketball IQ. He actually taught us girls how to play like real basketball, not this like run plays all the time. Like he taught us how to cut off each other. Like if this person does that, like this is what you do. He taught us how to watch our defender and like be patient on on things like he taught like he was a type of coach that taught you principles on defense. And if you just follow those principles, you really can't go wrong. So I got to a point with playing basketball and with my teammates that like when you get to know your teammates so much and you know how they play and they know how you play, you guys like you don't have to say much on the court when you're like playing defense although we said a lot we communicated a lot as a team but like it almost was like we knew exactly what each person was supposed to do because of principles and it was so much fun to play there five years because of that he really just taught us how to play like basketball the right way and so I I just love that like going on to these other teams I like when I was playing in the WNBA for those couple weeks that I was at training camp like he or those like I was able to like play and not be like in the way I would say like obviously it's not like they took me so it's not like I impressed anyone that much but like I was able to like hold my own and be able to move and they were impressed with me because of that like um and I owe that a lot to Judkins because he really Jetty I don't even know why I'm calling him Judkins (laughs) I owed him to Jetty and he was such a smart coach. Like I have so many of his, like, I think he should write a book, honestly, um, because I would read it for sure about how to be a better coach. Like, and because of him That's saying something should read that. <laughs> yeah. He's just, I just think he's a great coach and like above basketball, he like, he was, he was a coach well beyond basketball. Like, basketball is such a big part of his life. He's played it his whole, he's been a part of the basketball community his whole life. But he cares so much more about us individually and, like, as people more than anything. And, like, you can see it with his family. You can see it with his wife. Like, they all care about us like just as much as he does every single one of his players like his kids know and like I don't know they it his 
the community he was able to build and the program he was able to build at BYU is such a family atmosphere. And that's one reason why I loved um, BYU so much. And so like Judkins will always have Jetty. Why am I saying Judkins? Jetty will always have such a big like place in my heart. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just really proud and happy to call myself like one of uh, Judkins. What the heck? One of Jetty's um, like players. And I love that. And he trusted me. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you need to take a break from Jetty Judkins. Wait, I have one more thing to say. Like, as a player and as a coach, our relationship was great because he trusted me so much on the court. And he, like, like I think I've already said this before, but he would run plays for me and, um, like, put a lot of and trust no in me during games. liked him so much. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I gained that trust, too. Like, I did things to be Backs, able, like, backs. to gain that trust from him. So, yeah. I have some honorable mentions. Okay. <laughs> um, Tim Tim Davis and Matt Jolly. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about them. Great guys. Great guys. I'd say Coach Lee Kamard is also another one of my favorite coaches. He, like, he has that type of basketball mind that uh, Jetty has. And so I... Like I am drawn to people like that because that's, it's not how my mind is, but it's how I aspire to be, um, in the game of basketball. Like I believe I have a very high basketball IQ and a big reason is because of Juddy and because of Lee. And I just think Juddy or Lee is such a great coach. Um, and he's helped me so much, uh, like within the game of basketball and he's been through everything I'm going through now. And so I just appreciate him a lot as well. Yeah, he was a good player, too. He was also Connor's coach. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> For a year. He was pretty soft and didn't say a lot when <laughs> when he was coaching me. It but wasn't we, well, his it, first but in, year. But in, uh, I don't think it was his first year. I think it was maybe his first year as a second, coach. Second year, maybe. But he was like a grad um, assistant before. But I will say this. When I was a freshman, he would always we would always go to the gym like at 630, and he would always rebound, and we would just always work out and... You just be be ready for your time when it comes. He's um, a gym rat. Um anyways, there's one more person I want to talk about, Coach Rose. And I only had Coach Rose for a year. So I wish I would have got like a better feel for him. But there's one thing that I will always remember. I was playing football against Madison and him and Tim Lacombe flew all the way out i guess all, all the way, the way over to pocatello no, Idaho. madison i don't know where that is exactly <laughs> so don't mock it it's in idaho still in utah and idaho right next to each other it, but he still flew all the way out to watch me play football yeah that's that's nice and as a head coach at, at byu to watch me play football not even not even basketball just foot just a typical football kid from Idaho, and he watched me. I got hit. I messed up my knee. My dad was like, "Oh no, his basketball career is over." I guess Rose just like quietly like walked away. Anyways, I finished that game. I played at BYU, but I'll always be thankful for for Coach Rose for showing up. Like I knew that he cared about me, mm-hmm. and that was one of the reasons why I committed. Him and Tim Lacombe did a very fabulous job to make me feel like, "Hey, we actually want you because." You're good enough. We like you. You fit in the program. And so those those were good people. I just wish I would have known better as, as coaches. Yeah. But only had but only had like a year and it was a it was a pretty interesting year. And yeah. But I guess like this whole what what this whole episode was about is, you know, there's people in your life and especially like basketball is a way to help us learn or sports sports yeah in general in general or just like a way to help us learn and like a big factor of that is coaches and sometimes you'll you won't get very good coaches sometimes you'll get very good coaches and you just need to appreciate the journey because life is not full of roses and flowers and a bunch of that is you know you'll appreciate when you get a good coach you'll appreciate it even more and you'll understand that like when you have something good that you need to stick with it also so sometimes 
you know, I always say it. Sometimes you have to understand the bad to really appreciate and know to know the good. And these coaches will help you not only in life, not only in your in your sport, but they would just help you grow into the person you want to be. Grow, yeah, just grow, not swell, grow. And there's a difference. Yeah. So those are the coaches, some of the coaches. I'm sure there's a lot more that um, have played a big role in our lives. But those are some that we just wanted to pinpoint and show our appreciation to. Um, sports is such a such a unique, but also a lot of people do it. So not unique, but it's a great, um, like, activity to be a part of in your life because there's so many different ways you can get involved you can get involved as a fan as a player as a coach as a ref whatever it is and it just brings all these people together at the end of the day you're there to have fun and work hard and challenge yourself and I just appreciate that these coaches really like instilled that in me um so that's our episode. We just wanted to have a kind of fun, lighthearted one and kind of share that. If you guys have any coaching stories that you guys want to send us, Connor and I would love to read them. Send it to outlet.thepodcast on Instagram and we'll actually respond and just kind of have a conversation with you guys. But yeah. And it's a great time to reflect um, and thank coaches that you've had or the coaches you have right now. It's always good to be thankful and show your uh, appreciation. Yeah. The people that helped you out. A lot of them volunteer, honestly. So. True. But that is it. And next time we'll see you on West Coast Wednesday. Wow. We're not on the West Coast, but thank you guys. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Bye.